I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susan. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the most haunted city on Hey there, listeners. So if you are on the edge of wanting to become a para-junkie, let us just give you a few examples of why it might be a good idea. Yeah, we're just going to shove you right over the edge. Yes. So you see, uh, when you become a para-junkie, you get to join a community of spooky, like-minded people who share their experiences. They support each other. And there's so much more content for the para-junkies. When you're a para-junkie, you get exclusives. You get exclusive lives. You get to come with us on ghost hunts and... Uh, investigations through our live uh, broadcasts straight to the Patreon. And then, of course, you're also helping to support us and to further this podcast. We are still only a year old, technically, and we are in the very early stages of growing as a podcast. And um, the financial support definitely helps us a lot to make bigger and better moves, get better uh, filming equipment, make this beautiful set that we're currently in. And that is all thanks to the para junkies. And to finance things like trips to haunted locations all around the country, all around the world. Uh, we have uh, our sights set on many haunted locations that the Patreon money will help us get to. Exactly. So if you want to see us go to Ayukigahara, you want to see us go to the Paris catacombs, definitely consider becoming a para junkie today. And it's all ad-free. Yes. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Most Haunted City on Earth. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And I'm Jack Swift Fiddler. Not Jack Swift Fiddler. <laughs> just go, just How say what, whatever, anyway, whatever yeah, comes. Oh, just okay. say whatever comes. Good, well, good luck. <laughs> well, all right, then. Let's talk Didn't about... Didn't well for either of those people, by the way. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'm like, so, uh, well, on that note, uh, welcome to today's episode. We are going to be talking about cannibals. <laughs> so, at the very basics of it. Um, right. Uh, well, uh, a very specific... Cannibal. Cannibal, yeah. or... or <laughs> Cannibal disorder, evil It's American spirit. pastime. It is. Um, so we're going to be talking about Jack Fiddler and Swift Runner. And uh, the Wendigo is, is, is at the core of, the of both of their the lives. The Wendigo. Yes. Uh, and, uh, of course, um, the Wendigo uh, is a term for an evil spirit that will possess you if you consume human flesh. So, um, uh, and it is believed sense. that it is a, uh, a corrupting spirit. So, uh, people can be possessed by it, um, just when they're, when they're very ill, when they're, when they're, um, uh, it creates a, uh, a, a lust for human flesh. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so, uh, the first thing we were going to talk about was, uh, Jack Fiddler, mm -hmm. who was a shaman, uh, and he, and I believe his brother, were uh, Wendigo hunters, hmm. and this was a fascinating thing. It was a they 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 would actually you know um, travel through. And I want to say this was the Algonquin, uh, Alberta, Canada area. That is correct. Yes, looking for uh, people who uh, were suffering from what 
they believed was uh, Wendigo curse. Uh, and <laughs> by the tenets of their faith, they oftentimes euthanized the people who they believed were uh, going Wendigo that wow. were that were mm -hmm. that were possessed. So this was a, a, a and it was a practice where I believe in some cases the victims themselves, the 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 people who um, who were uh, euthanized were asking to be euthanized. They were actually, uh, please don't let me become a Wendigo. Please, you know, help me. What? I can feel it. I, I sense it. And, and 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 they would go through it because there was also a ritual to it because you have to treat the body a very special way. I believe you have to burn the body. I think there's a lot of of elements that go into it so that, because if you do not take care of the body after death, the Wendigo inhabits that body and becomes uh, a physical and monstrous thing. So, um, so yeah, I, I find it interesting how very structured mm -hmm. the belief mm. system was in, in how to deal with Wendigos, that there was a practice that went into effect, and that apparently Jack Fiddler and his brother, I'm going to say it's Joseph. I believe that is correct. Let me look into my notes. Um, these brothers, they actually went to yep, it's Joseph. Yeah, Joseph. Uh went to great lengths to uh uh ensure that the Wendigo does not plague the people. Wow. Uh, which of course when uh Western or when uh European um magistrates and people got yeah, involved yeah. they weren't taking the uh the story the mounted uh, police did right. not do well <laughs> with this they were not interested <laughs> no. in 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 the story uh because i think they came across uh in the last case uh jack fiddler had you know performed this duty for uh, an elderly woman um but to the authorities it it was just murder it just looked like murder. It seemed like murder. Yeah. So they arrested um, Jack uh, and his brother, uh, and and this is interesting because in um, in varying stories, uh, Jack Fiddler escapes mm -hmm. or he gets out and hangs himself, you know, away from the authorities, and that you know raises all kinds of questions as to. What was that process? You know, it, it, was he ensuring that he didn't die at the hands of the wrong, you know, authorities, or, or you know, uh, was he actually lynched? Was you know, did, did people right. set up a party, go out, oh, yeah. find him, and hang him? You know, um, because it was a pretty heinous crime, and I want to say that his his brother was was also hanged, um, and this was like such an interesting thing because um, the idea that there was a a, a, a trial of any type mm -hmm. that involved talking about a Wendigo is fascinating, uh, only to learn that it wasn't the first. Right. <laughs> you know, only to learn that this was not the first time the uh, the the authorities were dealing with native beliefs and how they structure themselves, uh, and and how behaviors of of that structure um, make a cultural rift. Uh, because um, in the Jack Fiddler case, he was being tried for basically doing his job. Literally, and yeah. that, that is the the basics of it. You know, it's um, he, he they 
we're in a time, and mind you, this is the 1800s. Obviously, yeah, right. there was no progressiveness at all. It was a very um, trying time because the fact that they had no interest in even understanding where the native people were coming from with this belief Mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. They're like, murder is murder and that is it. Sorry, you know, plain and simple. Instead of hearing out and listening to the fact that you're right, you know, these people were reaching out and saying, hey, I would prefer to be you know, euthanized and that assisted. And protected exactly. against this evil spirit, right? Exactly, because they don't want to become something so heinous like Wendigo because in their belief system, that is one of the worst things that you could become. It's Well, and it's interesting because there are a lot of, um, uh, of that indigenous belief structure that suggests the idea being um, that the good in, in you uh, goes on when you die. Yeah, the good in you gets to go to the next plane, mm-hmm. but the bad in you stays, and that is a corruptible and and dangerous thing. And that the bad in you uh, can form into a a type of entity that causes uh, uh, illness and causes mm-hmm. all kinds of things like that. And so, in the case of the uh, the Wendigo, a lot of times there are people who who've suffered. And in their suffering, they were ill. They would, they they sense that the amount of suffering that they're going through is darkening the the good in them. Right. And when yeah. the good leaves, the suffering stays. Hmm. You know, the the pain stays, the anger stays, the 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 parts of you that are not, you know, worthy of the next plane. It stays, and it it in in the case of uh, of 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 these. Specific peoples, the Wendigo was a part of that. Was was an idea yeah, yeah. that the you know they don't want to leave behind this wicked thing, this this mm-hmm. this this darkening evil. And I think it's also worth mentioning too. You know, it's um, I think the mounted police who are really in charge of the Jack Fiddler portion of this, which mm-hmm. is not his name by the way. Um, his actual name is very much so not Jack Fiddler, right? Uh, but that is the um, colonized name that he was given and it was the name that he kind of used in his dealings in a lot of ways because that became the the um the barrier was always how do i deal with Mm -hmm. the white man you know i deal with that that structure and 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 being given names that become the commerce point exactly um but I think a big plunder was is not understanding that he's a shaman and he how, was a shaman, yeah. And how much it goes into to become a shaman. That is a very high status. Um mm. because you have to go through grueling rituals and training and um deep spiritual work to reach that point. Uh I feel like a lot of people when they read this story, and I think a lot of it has to do with the name that he was given, it has such a uh, folkloric sort of name, like that Paul Bunyan sort of deal where it almost dehumanizes him. But it's like, if you look at it from a perspective of like, this was an actual person and um, how much, how smart this person would have been and how deeply, uh, how spiritually enlightened, if you will, that this person had to be, to be doing these things. It's like, why, you know, how was that not brought up? It's like, although with that equal knowledge, um, being a Wendigo hunter also gave him 
carte blanche to do some damage if he really chose to. And, and we can't be, we, we, we can't simply say because of the, the shamanistic thing that he, he might not have also been like the witch hunter of, of the European trade. If you're given the power to just look at somebody and say, you're a Wendigo and then it's over, right. that person does not get to argue, does not get to, right. you know, um, so, uh, so there was, I think some of that notion that maybe he was just out there able to, you know, give the eye to anyone yeah. and be like, you're a Wendigo. You're it's a like, Wendigo. oh no, oh, no. Uh, there's no protection for you. Uh, in that case, and that gave him uh, a lot of power, you know, socially. He had a lot of social power because, uh, you know, if he saw Wendigo in you, uh, the process was severe, and it it, yeah. it it was, you know, and that kind of brings us to this notion too that it's like, oh, you know, that's a that's a a position of inscrutable power mm. to to have, and um, and not not to say that he did, uh, just saying that there's. There's room to believe because we also have a, a, a tendency to hyper romanticize the notion of, of the indigenous people as as pure noble. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that is, of course, because we spent a lot of time, you know, uh, demonizing them. Yeah. And 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 as we come out, it's like, well, they're humans. You know, <laughs> they were human beings and human beings do have every foible and every uh, noble trait. Um, but. Uh, that does bring us to the case of Swift Runner. Very different. A very, very different case. Um, and I want to say that it was only like maybe 20 years before uh, Jack Fiddler's arrest uh, that um, <laughs> that Swift Runner uh, arrived on the scene. Um, uh, and Swift Runner was the first person um, hanged. Uh, by uh, the authorities in Alberta, Can Canada, um, huh. and uh, it's a it's a it's a bizarre story because this story is is it's dark, um, it's, it's uh, and and it kind of comes to this idea that uh, you know um, what do we believe in 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 these kinds of situations. So the story simply goes that uh, Swift Runner, um, who had a, a bit of a reputation for um, you know, uh, being reckless, uh, drinking a little much, uh, n not really functioning in, in, in his own society, um, takes his family and it's like his, his wife, his children, his, his, his wife's mother and his brother off into the woods, uh, during a winter in Alberta, Canada to set up, you know, their homestead or, or whatever. Um, and in the spring, he shows up and he's very distraught and he's very upset because the winter was too harsh. And he tells, uh, he goes to a, um, I believe it's a, a Catholic um, monastery and, and he basically goes and he says, my family starved over the winter. It was, it was so brutal, so cold, it was so difficult that my family starved. And uh, I believe he was Cree. And, he was. and so he comes in and he's like, I... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm so distressed. I'm so distraught. <laughs> the priests are looking at him and they're like, starved, huh? <laughs> you look kind of healthy. You look, <laughs> you look well fed for a person who survived a starving winter. Um, so they're very suspicious of him, like right at the get go. They're like, I'm sorry. They're like daddy thick. 
Yeah, right. Exactly. He was thick, though. And he was, and he, and he was because he was a big man. On top of that, he wasn't. Yeah, uh, so he 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 was uh, and he, robust and healthy. And uh, they're like, uh, you don't look like you're starved. And they have dealings with the Cree, and it turned out that that winter wasn't difficult for the others. You know, for mm-hmm. for the other uh, indigenous peoples, they they seem to be doing fine. The hunt was very good for them. You know, yeah. and, and, and so there was just like your whole family starved to death. Eight people. Yeah, eight people in total. Eight Star- people. Eight. The eight. number. Eight. I was like, yeah. I was like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> one more than seven. One more than seven. One um, less than nine. <laughs> yes, one less than nine. Uh, so they they um, they basically investigate him. They they uh, they arrest him. Uh, they they investigate him. They um, they try to get him to take him to the the site, the campsite. Uh, and he, I think he 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 gets them lost a couple of times when they go out, but. They get him drunk. They get him drunk? It wasn't hard to do. He, it wasn't hard to do. They get him he, drunk, and at, when he was drunk, he took him right to it. No, no. And so he takes him right to it, and what they find is horrifying. Oh. Absolutely horrifying. The bones of his family are picked clean. Whoa. Not just picked clean, but cracked open, and the marrow sucked out of the bones. Ooh. They're like somebody with a tool <laughs> pop these open. And then finally they find a pot full of human fat. Oh. And they're like, what did you do? <laughs> and what so did you do? he uses the Wendigo defense. He oh. claims that he had been possessed by an evil spirit, the Wendigo. And it, it forced him to want to feed on his family. Now, to make matters worse, one of the things that uh, tipped the priests off uh, and, and made them feel like they needed to to get ahead of it was um, Switch Runner tried to get a band of children together to go back out into the woods with him from the monastery. He was like trying to get a, a little party of people to go with him. No. And it's believed that it was just his incredible bloodlust, his... his, his, mm-hmm. his uh, Hunger wow. pangs for like, human flesh. Them little kitties looking nice and <laughs> stew-like. <laughs> they're not, they're not going to fight. So, you know. Wow. Uh, it, That's it, crazy. It's so crazy. And um, and if I remember correctly, there was like a, a, a lobbying for, um, for shamans to have the remains, you know, not to let. Because he was sentenced to be hanged. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, the process of, of hanging and disposing of the body, the the indigenous people were like, hey, we we need to do that. Mm-hmm, you know, we need mm-hmm. to take care of that. And there's no real record as to whether or not that yeah. happened. Um, some people think that um, he was hanged and buried, and then someone came and dug up his grave to sure. to to do the ceremony that keeps the mm-hmm. Wendigo from coming out. Um, but uh, I find it fascinating that the Wendigo was was an issue. It was yeah. a problem. You know, the Wendigo proved to be in in two cases and and uh, ultimately three death sentences um a major part of of court proceedings. Mm-hmm. I think you can actually find the um the Swift Runner trial transcripts. Oh. Right. And and that's fascinating to me. You can I will attempt yeah, you can find some records of it from what I was able to see. 
Um, you can find some records of it. A lot of it was not properly documented oh, because sure. it's like 1826 or whenever this happened. 79. Was it 79? Was, was okay, yeah. Um, a couple uh, 50 years later. But, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> well, because uh, I, Jack Fiddler was like 1906 was right. his, when he died. But he was, he was a practicing uh, Wendigo hunter, I think, at the time mm-hmm. of Swift Runner's. Mm-hmm. You know, they they would have overlapped. So in, he didn't. In, so he didn't come and kill Swift Runner because I thought no, that's how this would end. No, 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 no. no. no oh man. No, this. The, I thought this was gonna be like a like a. Not like, everything in history. He's a Wendigo. Let's kill him. Not everything. Well, I think that was the general consensus of the the indigenous people was that they needed to take care of it. Yeah. Um, but they couldn't get him away from the authorities, and so, yeah. like I said. There, Mounted police. There was, there, there's a lot of, of you know, um, conjecture as to whether or not. Sure. And, and it may have been Jack Fiddler, for all we know, who yeah. dug up his his. Corpse. It was all in the same area, so yeah. it's very possible. It's very possible. Um, but I want to say, hold on, let me look at my notes. I want to say that Jack Fiddler and Swift Runner were in different tribes. They so. were. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. yeah. Okay. And However... So, yeah. I think that uh, Jack Fiddler had kind of carte blanche amongst yeah. many tribes. You would think yes. that the amount of police would they be were. like, let's call the Fiddler Crab, you know, get them over here with no, the snappers. Fiddler Crab was a part of the First Nation. Right. Um, Swift Runner was a Cree. And so that's the problem. Um, and you'll see that a lot with any type of Native American or, um, you know, Native people. Um, belief systems and practices they don't like to interlap with each other because they there's different processions of what they need to happen okay so we all know in this room that humans are capable of absolutely nightmarish things like there's like they can they can do whatever they really you know want in this world without feeling bad some of them very rarely can so here's my question do we believe it's a Wendigo or do we believe it's not a Wendigo and he was just a full-blown psychopath who wanted to kill and eat his family and stay thick and so, drink? Because I don't know I don't know what life was like back then. Obviously wasn't there, but like like I'm if I'm if I got eight members of my family, no pun intended, like I'm not going to think they're my first food source. So there's a lot of questions of whether or not yeah. that is the case. Um, because you're right, there are people that were psychopaths. But at that time, if you're thinking back into the mindset of indigenous people, they're always going to lean into their core belief systems, which are very very heavily based in spirits and mm-hmm. um, being in tune with the spirits around them. So there's even um, actually beliefs that Dahmer was possibly a Wendigo um, because of the fact that he ate his victims and stuff. No. I'm just saying. No. Well, uh, but because of the region, he was. if you if you if you want to look at that, we use the word psychopath. Psychopath could just be another word for Wendigo. Right. The concept being that what you claim to be the darkest parts of human nature are foreign yeah. to what we understand. What was the process? What was going on? Is there something in the brain? Was there a chemical? We come up with these words, but if it was a recognizable trait 
that you're like, oh, that person just went, you know, feral? Human, yeah, feral, <laughs> flesh crazy. You yeah. Know, something to that effect. There is no difference between mm-hmm. saying he had a psychotic break and he had an evil spirit attached to him. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. You know, that becomes this notion of suggesting that Dahmer wasn't a Wendigo because, you know, he was sick in the head. They literally think that the Wendigo is a sickness of the head. They think that the Wendigo is a malady. A disease, yeah. A disease mm. that causes this. Mm-hmm. And while there are the spiritual aspects and, of course, the corpse rising and, and, and running mm-hmm. around, uh, you know, those things are the um, the notions beyond it. Sure. But there is an, an idea that they what they were recognizing was some kind of peculiar and specific because it's specific it is eating human flesh which by all rights should seem like a yeah uh, you know uh, it shouldn't occur to you right it, it <laughs> yeah. does not come natural. ideally it should not yeah it naturally yeah. occur to you um so somewhere along the line they're sure. like they recognized a type of 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 insanity that led to it and you know when you think of remote and frozen and starving uh being conditions that could easily happen to you because why would you live in the frozen tundra of the north Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh when there are more temperate locations to go to because it's Uh, pretty well because they have faith and uh and yeah. dedication to to a source exactly but yeah i know um and you know we are not experts by any stretch of the imagination in, in this field uh, it is just one of those fascinating things that came up mm-hmm. which is oh by the way there were cases you know uh, uh during a clash of cultures mm-hmm. during a time when there was this uh european advancement in uh the um in the canadian wilderness uh, where they were finding these indigenous peoples whose practices included recognizing this sickness and this, yeah, this evil entity, this, this, this darkness. Um, and what an interesting thing. And, and uh, what's interesting to me was I, I think the first time I ever even heard this, you know, maybe a, a decade ago or so, um, it just seemed like a, a little footnote. And I was like, these are interesting stories. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised that there haven't mm-hmm. been more, movies or things like that maybe there are again not experts um be a wendigo movie somewhere oh well, no there's definitely it's called antlers that's it yeah there's antlers uh ravenous is actually a mm. wendigo movie um uh there 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 are movies that touch upon but i meant literally a, a jack fiddler or a swift runner sure sure you know yeah movie yeah that would be really dope yeah. movie. Oh, uh, and if you want to uh, hear a more deep dive into like the Wendigo like disease and stuff, um, and more about like the actual Wendigo, um, go watch the Wonder Wicked from Wonder Wicked that JT and I did like a very long time ago. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it was on the it Wendigo. was it was actually uh, September twenty twenty two. So yeah. just go to the episodes then. Yeah, yeah. so go watch that. Um, it's only a year ago. Right, right. But it's still very interesting. Um, yeah. And it's much more of a deep dive into just that particular entity. Right. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We're looking at it more from like a full wide gaze. Um, right, and a culture clash kind of thing. We're not talking about the actual Wendigo. We're talking yeah. about how it was how it was presented in these instances. Right. For sure. I will say, though, I think there's just an overall, um, in general... Uh, not a very 
minute understanding of Wendigos because mm. oh, it's, absolutely. it's actually funny. When JT and I were on our honeymoon in Scotland, we went to see a production of Sleepy Hollow <laughs> in the King's Theater. Very interesting. It was a very weird production. Um, very beautiful, but weird. And um, yeah, yeah Ab- um, Ichabod Crane he was a ham. Um, oh, but he really he, was. He should have been Sweeney Todd, honestly. <laughs> but <laughs> what was weird is they made it seem like Sleepy Hollow was being plagued by a Wendigo. They actually had. Like a, did they? Yes. Did you not catch no, that? No, I, d- I they didn't. They brought really... a whole Wendigo what? on the stage. They literally. I'm they not did? kidding you, Jay. Well, this before this podcast, I didn't know what that it was. It was a seven <laughs> foot. I literally leaned over Big to you. I was antlered, like, oh. uh, I'm like, beast. is this is what the Scots think happens in America in Boston, uh, like Massachusetts, um, but yeah. you know, because Wendigos are not in Massachusetts. If you are wondering, um, that is a uh, Canadian. And, well, according uh, to you, they're in uh, Wisconsin or Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. Well, that's, that's a lot closer. A, to that's the a lot closer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't say. I'm just saying there are some people who theorize uh-huh. that Dahmer was a, I know, it's, um, a, it was a joke. because it's all in that Midwestern top portion yeah. of the U.S. and yeah, Minnesota and yeah, all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the Wendigo territory is, uh, not Massachusetts. And so <laughs> I was like, interesting take um, on thinking that Sleepy Hollow was uh, plagued by a Wendigo because that's not the M.O. of anybody in that show. Which is just weird. That is a um, strange take, absolutely. But There's it was only a, one spirit in the uh, yeah in, in the Sleepy Hollow tale, and that's the headless horseman. Yeah, well, it, that was odd. Yeah, Very so odd. well, they were trying to say the headless horseman was plagued by the Wendigo. Even weirder. Yeah, and they brought out this seven foot tall Wendigo creature, and it was a beautiful costume. If I had photos of it, we would insert it. Um, but it was. They did a gorgeous representation of the Wendigo. It was very creepy. Um, but I was just kind of like, I think that was like the first time I ever witnessed. I was like, we have no comprehension of what, <laughs> what this actually is. Yeah. Um, especially because Sleepy Hollow in general, nobody's eating each other. That would have made sense if, if they tried to put a, I guess, plop a Wendigo in Sweeney Todd, because they, they are eating, eating mm-hmm, each other absolutely. and saying... Uh, Sweeney well, Todd is a Wendigo, but to be sure, every culture actually has a, a very similar Wendigo curse. Yeah, uh, the concept of eating human flesh leading to supernatural corruption—that is, I think, almost every culture. When you really think about it, I mean, a vampire is yeah just a Wendigo. A ghouls, you know, just Wendigos. Zombies. Just sure. What we should do is I should try to find maybe like a Native American expert or just like just a, a person of Native American origin that's really, really familiar with with uh, the supernatural uh, uh, part of it and have them on the show to talk about Wendigos and like in like detail. Cool. If you could find somebody who's Cree, Cree. Yeah. that would be or okay. um, uh, Ojibwe. I believe okay. that, or Ojibwe. Um, though I'm sorry okay. if I butcher that pronoun- uh, pronunciation, but um, that region of mm-hmm. Native American, they're the ones who focus heavily okay. on the Wendigo. So if you can, if anybody knows somebody yeah, who is hit us that, up, hit us up. Yeah. We, I would love to have them on the show to talk about Wendigo. I so know we, can we get have a real, some, like a non-internet, um, you know, explanation of it. Yeah, I know we have some Minnesotan uh, uh, people listening to this podcast. So if you know anybody. 
yeah. send, or Canadians too. I know. I think we have a few Canadians as well. So if y'all we have, have a anybody, bunch of yeah, send them. Send them our way. Send them our way. Absolutely. But, yeah. It, it, but overall, though, I mean, it's a fascinating story, just a folklore lens, because you know, it's like it, it's so hard to wrap the mind around that this actually happened, and then when you hear it, get very. Um, real right yeah, in well, a court that's, case that's, that's, that's the whole concept is uh we understand as a belief and we understand as you know uh as a, a cryptid you know as a as a as a creature as a physical being that that roams and and and, and is out there versus how it affects people's you know legal interactions right it's like, oh how intriguing that that this belief was strong enough to a be be attempted as a as a defense and b be used as an accusation. So you know that's fascinating. So I'm looking at the uh, the analytics right now. Um, we we have thousands of uh, Canadian listeners, um, but the majority of them are from Vancouver, uh, which so, is obviously not going to be. No, it's not the right spot, uh, Minnesota. <laughs> to, but we are really we're re we're deep in in Toronto, which is what that's yeah something that's that's, that's close. So all right, Absolutely. so our yeah. Toronto listeners, yeah. our <laughs> Toronto listeners, let's let's we're looking for Alberta. That's that's the heart of that's, all that's this. That's where we want yeah. Alberta. Alberta. Um, right. So you Toronto listeners, if you have friends that live in Alberta, <laughs> first off, tell them to listen to the podcast. Yes. Then <laughs> to ask if anybody has any friends who are um, sure. Cree or First Nation, I guess, in right. that mm -hmm. uh, particular area. But yeah, it's um, it's also just baffling to me that it's uh, it's still seen as a cryptid and not a a demon like a, a demon. demonic right. entity well and it's it's fascinating because when we get down to those cryptids there there are several cryptids that don't that don't fit in the cryptid line exactly because even the mothman is it's it's iffy, but it's is an ifty cryptid mm -hmm. um but uh, but it, we but know it, you love mothman it works uh, to the advantage of people experiencing something strange that is abnormal out in nature or out mm -hmm. in the world, um, but yeah, it's it is odd that 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 there is the notion of the cryptid that is a, that is a Wendigo. So why why did they turn into it? It, it kind of um, bewilders me, or I'm not bewilders. Well, that's not the word. I don't know. I I find it curious that. Wendigo has this deer skull and these antlers when it's all about eating people and deer is one of the number one things <laughs> that uh, are eaten up there, right? They're the number one of the number one food source, you know, them fish that and, exactly and other stuff. That is exactly what it is. And yeah. so that's, that's yeah. exactly the reason why it's it, it, because Interesting. it is the thing that is eaten by people. Mm-hmm when it comes to representing the thing that eats people, it's about turning tables. It's mm. about, you know, the thing consuming you, you know, you are now the prey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're the prey, then who is the hunter? Mm -hmm. You know, and then the, the, because it's not, the hunter is going to be something more fierce. It's going to be the thing that you've been preying on, mm -hmm. you know, okay. it, it, um, and ideally the, the, the deer antlers and skull are in a fixing. It's not the okay. physical form of it. It is the 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 presentation of 
of of an uh, what is it? Um, it's basically suggesting that it's symbolic. The symbolism being, you are, uh, you are the hunted. Okay. And fear the thing. Feel the fear that the deer feels. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, which which makes a lot of sense because, and this is you know, a fascinating thing because a deer mm -hmm. with, with full antlers is a majestic creature. Mm -hmm. You know, it is it, it is fantastically majestic, and uh, it is my understanding that in 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 the indigenous culture, the use of every bit of the hunt and and ensuring that everything is honored and respected and revered um the wendigo is a corruption of that hmm. it is about the lack of reverence and the lack of you know uh, uh of having any honor or having any any goodness so to have it be perverted in such a way it's also the thing that should never be eating humans right exactly eating humans yeah. um so I oh, also yeah, I, I also had a question too. So last time we talked about the Wendigo, you know, a year ago when we did the deep dive in the one uh, from Wanda Wicked, a lot of people kept saying like, "Oh, you're not supposed to say the Wendigo's name or right. it shows up." And right, I'm right. like, to my understanding, that's Bloody Mary stuff. <laughs> well, no, but that's a classic. That's, a lot of people say that you're not supposed to say Skinwalker. You're yeah. not supposed to say Wendigo. You're not supposed to say. Um, and one of the big things is in a lot of these cases, we're not saying the name. We're not pronouncing it correctly, nor are we even privy oh, yeah. to the actual name. It's yeah. true. <laughs> you I didn't know, even think about that. Well, and it's also just to my understanding, at least. Um, you know, the, the Wendigo is attacking people who are already in the throes of getting there. They are sick. They are ill. Mm -hmm. So if you're, like, severely ill, maybe don't say it. Um, but, like, <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, uh, like Hanthropy, Werewolf. You know, right. uh, it, it, it travels along the same notion of that oh. transformation into beast, into creature, into monster. Um, and it, it's only really relatively recently that a lot of people have jumped on that. Don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, which mm -hmm. is, in, in fact, uh, more in ties with like um, with Celtic beliefs and, 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 you know, things of that nature. It is this this notion that's kind of bled into a lot of different arenas, which is, you know, it's where we get knock on wood. Mm. When you speak something, you're knocking on wood to uh, dispel the hearing of the bad thing you've said mm -hmm. or, or the, 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 the bad will that you're bringing yourself. If you, if you speak anything ill, you are inviting it is kind of a common superstition belief. Um, but it's also worth examining as yeah you know uh if you if you if you put that at the foremost forefront of your belief structure it probably is true mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it probably is true if you call upon a creature by its name it'll come i mean you're not supposed to speak demon names for that exact same reason yeah but a lot of that too i think is you're absolutely right it comes from these cultic belief systems and as a country that was taken over very well in this area and canada in general was very uh run through by european countries and you see a lot of our personal beliefs being pushed onto native beliefs mm -hmm. and that's oh, not yeah. necessarily well, the truth that's just our lens that we're seeing it like through. i once I recently, 
saw an interview where a person w- uh, where uh, an indigenous person was basically saying there is no the insult of like saying spirit animal because that became a big hot topic oh, yeah, it's yeah. like that's cultural appropriation um the the bigger insult is foisting upon the indigenous belief structure the idea of spirit animal spirit animal is in fact a western construct about the indigenous people's beliefs we coined it not them you know mm-hmm. and 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 the fact that we cage them with it and suggest that that's them that that somehow yeah and i was like oh gosh that is such a good point is we take outrage and umbrage for the things that we create <laughs> and we forget that the people involved they may not even have the structured belief system that we are ascribing to them. Yeah. You know, because we oftentimes forget that the in, indigenous peoples are made up of countless cultures within themselves, countless beliefs and counter beliefs, countless. Like we could not possibly know all of the derivations of belief structures Mm. that that go because i think it gets even more and more direct and 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 small and and personal that we just cannot know and of course shouldn't know because well you know (laughs) during the colonization period we kind of destroyed a lot of it you know and 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 it's not coming back that's very true yeah jt did you have something to say i know you tried to interject oh don't i don't remember i don't yeah it's gone it's gone but yeah no great episode on the wind yeah i think it was pretty interesting and it's um it's just a a fascinating period of time and it's always interesting when uh paranormal type things pop up in law yeah um absolutely and that might be a good uh uh future episode is cases you know um I think they made a movie out of The Devil Made Me Do It. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you they know, did. Just cases, <laughs> cases where they attempted to use a supernatural defense and, and, oh, that and be when, episode, when it yeah. came in, yeah. because we even have this, the story of the, the woman who ID'd yeah. her, her murderer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there's actually several of them now. You know, there are several cases where where people had dreams where the the victim came to them and said, "This is the person who killed me," yeah. or, or things of that nature. So um, that might be worth a deep dive uh, for a future episode. And, yeah, and if you want a palate uh, taster, you know, for uh, that episode to come, watch this episode of uh, Unsolved Mysteries. I forget where it was, but you'll uh, look for the woman whose like apartment was oh, right. haunted. Yeah, yeah. And she like helped solve a murder. It, it was the very, it, it was very loosely unsolved, but right. it's um, yeah. yeah, it seemed pretty solved. <laughs> it seemed pretty solved by the end of it. Uh, I believe it's like the last or second to last episode of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Watch that, and you'll kind of get a nice little taster for um, right. what we're talking about. But definitely all those things. And then for all you wondering where uh, episode two of Beneath the Cobblestones is, it's coming and it's coming next month. Uh, We are probably going to be filming that in the next week or so uh, when you are hearing this. And so uh, fear not, (laughs) there will be a second episode coming soon, uh, which is super exciting. But with that though, my name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And stay spooky y'all.